I know there's no perfect way to do this intro. Um, we're usually up. It's usually a good time. Uh, yesterday was really tough. Obviously, there was the devastating news of the helicopter crash in Calabasas where nine lives were lost, including Kobe Bryant's and Gigi Bryant's. And then there were the Grammys last night in Los Angeles at the Staples Center. And, you know, among the celebratory things were two Grammy wins for Nipsey Hussle and and a bunch of our friends, honestly. You know, our first friend in this business, Steve Carlis, won some Grammys last night. And I want to be up for him. But at the end of the day... Nipsey's not there, right? It, And it's like all these emotions coming together and I, I don't know how to feel. I don't know that anybody knows how to feel. And all I do know is that I'm happy that I fell asleep last night. I'm, I'm happy that I woke up this morning. Um, and I'm happy that you guys all woke up this morning because you just... You just don't know. And and if there's anything that this podcast can provide, and maybe there's a couple things, maybe one is a chance to get away from this mix of emotions. But another thing is that we want to celebrate people while they're here and their work ethic and their their wins and their paths to today because it is worth it and they are worth it and we're all worth it and we have a good one today and i i do hope that you guys can enjoy it maybe today's not the day to enjoy it maybe tomorrow is or maybe next week is. But I am glad that we got to sit down with our friend Jonathan Mannion last week. And I am glad that we got to talk about things that he's never talked about before. And we got down to things on a really human level because he's lived a really, really, really good life so far. So today we, I don't know what we do mourn celebrate somewhere in between i'm not sure and maybe we don't figure it out today but that's all right in the meantime we're going to leave you with this episode jonathan mannion a waste of time with it's the real love to you all jeff when uh right now jonathan you good Check. Yeah, I'm good. All right. I'm Just good. in life. You good? Yeah. I'm good, I yeah. think. I think I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, depends on the day you ask me. Yeah, sure. Whether yeah. I'm good or not. But, well, uh, I'm glad we asked today. Today's a, today's a decent day. That's yeah. good. So far, so good. That's good. <laughs> All right. Ready? Um... Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Retro One, a.k.a. Getting My Bread Right. Yo, what up? It's Chef, a.k.a. 36 in the karate class, a.k.a. White Truth. <laughs> uh, good day. I'm Jonathan. <laughs> 
podcast, your third favorite podcast to waste time with the thrill. Jonathan, what's happening? Man, everything is beautiful. Yeah. So I'm on the Upper West Side again. Ooh, it's always nice. Y'all. Always good. I'm back. I was invited back to the dance, man. So I'm honored to be here for the second time. Yes. On the mighty cast. <laughs> well, you know, deliverance of knowledge. Yeah, no, for real. It's a pleasure every time we link up. It's it's always great to see you. We saw you last night at the opening of the New York version of, of the Contact High exhibit. We have one of your pieces of us on our wall, which means the world to us. We also have one next to our wall. That's right. Yeah. It's well, like it is sitting yeah. on the ground. A wall. The on the floor, pull it, pull it out from behind the couch yeah. and make an appearance. But um, just because I'm coming over. Yeah, we we also have this one. But we, we are, do it all the time. I always see like sort of my pictures on. On the floor and I always have that same commentary like, but we're curious <laughs> what do you have on your walls at home you know oddly enough I have none of my own work what, on the wall well, there who's, was one Aaliyah photo on the wall for a long time and then I donated it wow. to a, a charity auction but whose work do you have on your walls so I have a few uh, Cartier-Bresson prints um, I have a couple Peter Beards um, Michael Hallspan is a crazy picture of Shaba Ranks I used to work for him wow um, this beautiful 8 by 10 um What's the layout of your place so that people like who want to rob you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get back yeah. access. Well, when yeah. are you at home typically when you're not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a two bed, two bath. Well, look. <laughs> Going back a bit, how did you first meet and get involved with Richard Avidon? I went to Kenyon College in the years prior. Um, uh, Avidon chose to employ people from various years um, there. So there was there was already a relationship with the university that you know, people were more well-rounded. It wasn't just like straight photo geeks coming in. And uh, it was like you could speak about literature and this and history and current events and politics and whatever. And and I think he liked to have that represent him and Avedon and his worldly sort of nature based on his experiences and who he'd met along the way. So um, when I was looking to um, graduate, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then there was an opportunity to interview with him. I didn't get the job at first, but I was in the door. Um, and then I interviewed uh, maybe two or three months afterwards and ended up getting the job. So this was my first job out of college, and it was based on Kenyon giving Avedon an honorary degree to say thank you for loving and embracing our students that have come out. And, and it was you know just a, a really rich relationship. And so I worked with him. My commitment was a year. And what did you do for him? Um, <laughs> everything <laughs> like, hey, run across the park and uh, come set my table. I'm having a party tonight. You need sure. uh, some, you know, bottles opened. Yeah. Yeah. Carry them up the stairs. Like, <laughs> were you good at that? I was fantastic. Yeah. at that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was the lowest person on the totem pole for sure. I was well, how many people that, were on his team. So he had, um, you know, agent, personal assistant, um, somebody that was doing print sales. Um, and then he had four assist, four assistants when I started. And uh, I was brought in because I knew how to handle art. My parents are artists and painters. And so, like, I grew up handling art and knowing how to meticulously and carefully, you know, handle it. So he was hanging his show at the Whitney uh, doing a retrospective. So I was brought in in New York. In New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was really brought in to assist in that process and then kind of, like, moved into third position, which was on set, loading 8x10 film, you know, in a black box almost all day loading frantically while he's shooting Versace campaigns. At, so then at what being point? on set loading and picking Naomi Campbell up naked from, you know, rolling around in the sand and holding brambles around Christy Turlington's naked body. Like, you know, just like 
hey, her arms are tired, hold these. And I'm just like, <laughs> they're like three inches away trying to just behave myself as a 22 year old. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, boy. I was going to say, at what point are West. you just like, what the fuck? But clearly, it's it's one of those times. No, it's what the fuck. Like, <laughs> holy shit, this is my life. Like, this is a job. Like, I'm getting paid to do this. Yeah. And to be around this. And, and you know, I think the biggest reward was I saw the biggest jobs in the world, right? happening in real time and i got to see it from you know from inception to completion you know with a very old school mentality yeah you know, this wasn't sort of you know you're turning in the let's see rugged drive at the end of the shoot and walking away this is like retouching airbrushed retouching shooting it by 10 film having to like you know his turnaround was crazy we were like flying back and forth to, well even the back lab. then because like now everything oh, is so yeah. instantaneous. Back then you were still operating on that sort we of time. We were getting the stuff turned around as fast as possible. So we had shot the first shot and I was sprinting to the lab to be able to process it in real time. Two hours later, it was back to us. How yeah. frustrating so was, was it for you to be like, lives. oh, Vogue is coming out in six months? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think there was any, uh, there was no time to be frustrated about anything. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was, you know, you realize very quickly that this is like a dream job. Yeah. You know, and as like, you know, I was the smallest little guppy growing into the biggest pool. Well, you know? so you said that you got turned down at first for the job. I wasn't technical enough. He was looking for a technically really sound person. And, I, you know, I went to, you know, just a liberal arts college. You know, I was a psychology and art major. And so like, you know, my the technical component of photography really came once I got here and in real time learning the cameras and you know I had a basic understanding like logically I can reason out how I think something should happen and you know I'm analytical so I can break down the steps but you know I don't know the chemical makeup of Dectol like a you know when you're 21 coming to New York City <clears throat> fresh out of college and you're gonna go work with a master <clears throat> were you living in the city were you living around the city no, I lived in the city. Um, oddly, I lived on the Upper West Side. Oh, crazy. I lived on 72nd and Riverside. It's not that weird. <laughs> it's not weird up here. Yeah, nobody really does that, you know? I mean, nobody cool anyway. Yeah. You know? It's like people who have, like, art on the floor. You know what I mean? Living like college students. But you're, <laughs> but you're at the Whitney, yeah. seemingly, like, at night, right? Um, sure, yeah. To, to hang up his show. Mm -hmm. Is that wild to you? Were you, like, caught up in it? Um, no. You know, I was such a hip-hop head. That that was sort of like okay, this is my job, right? And, and then you I had do, a life even outside I knew of that. that it was a dream, and I knew that, you know, I quickly realized that the information that I was gaining at Avedon, technically, to like know my craft, it was never a fake it till you make it. It was right. learn it, know it, apply it, you know. And then I applied it to what I loved, and you know, I did college radio for four years at at Kenyon. Yep. Um, big up WKCO 91.9 Johnny M still in the mix wow. you know like I really I feel like I'm there I love radio I, yeah. I am there I got yeah. chills yeah. Yeah. I'm back. I transport it but um, you know that's, that's what built my knowledge and, and love for music it was Big Daddy Kane it was Cool Mo D it was Slick Rick it was DOC it was NWA Ice-T you know like yeah that was this really golden era truly like that who was passing you music or like how was you how were you discovering music it was in high school, really. So it was probably like, I don't know, 80, 87, 88, probably. Um, I remember this uh, gentleman named Terrell Turk who went to Xavier. I don't know what happened to him afterwards, you know, but he, you know, one of those yellow Walkmen that click. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He was like, yo, here, listen to this. And it was like Dana Dane Nightmares, 
um, Kumo, do you go see the doctor? You know, and I was like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> like, I was the kid that was like the alternative you know, sort of music, like... You were listening theme. to R.E.M. I was listening... No, no, no. I was listening to... Like, and not much better what I'm going to tell you, yeah. but... I mean, Depeche Mode, obviously, yeah. you know, one of the greatest yeah. bands of all time. Certainly right. my favorite in my book. Yeah. Above all rap and hip-hop and reggae and wow. R&B, like, they're phenomenal to me. Like, it was just yeah, that moment Yeah, but name something of, not cool that you were listening to. Um, uh, Look, but I still think they're cool, <laughs> but you could say, like, Yaz or The Communards okay. or um, House Martins, The Cure... Uh, New Order, you know, like I was, I was, you know, Morrissey and I mean, and none of that is not cool. Right. Right. Even now, it's still super compelling, even though it might be like even cooler now. It actually paints a picture of you as sort of like this very like dark. (laughs) Yeah, I was probably like the emo kid. You know what I mean? Like I was I was figuring it out. But, you know, music to me all the way throughout life has always been about discovery. You know, for me, it's like. And I grew up in such a beautiful time because I knew, you know, I saw the first video on MTV. Like I was there in real time watching the video, you know, and then all of the 80s crap music from Millie Vanilli in real time, Michael Jackson doing the moonwalk in real time, you know, to be able to see music from that broad scope and to see where it is now, to have a really um, valid and valuable I feel, you know, perspective on music and what's good and bad. Like, I really do have a perspective. Yeah. Which I, you know, really enjoy celebrating and love all kinds of music. Did you always want to move to New York? Um, So my dad is from Brooklyn, you know, so there was always a a fascination with the city and how it moved and the pulse. And what brought your dad out to Cleveland? My dad um, was in New York, in Brooklyn, on 3rd Street, and he then... Uh, was in Toronto and Philly for work. He worked for um, Firestone. Mm-hmm. He was, um, I guess, in the end, like the, the national controller of their credit card division. So he's a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't... You Today, know. that'd be known as a scammer. Uh, it, it could very well be. Yes, quite possibly. I'm sure he's ruined a couple of things. You know, but what's fascinating is, like, I, was do, I would do my summer jobs there and learn about credit. You know, and I was like, my God, these people can't even buy tires because they're delinquent, you know, for 60 days. I'm like, basic necessity. I was like, oh, okay, this is important to get your credit right. And thank God. I mean, I've run my whole company off of, you know, an Amex since 97. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like any amount can go on it as long as you can pay it at the end of the month, which is always a scramble around the 23rd (laughs) for anybody, any independent business owner and certainly anybody in the arts. Cleveland is a a company town. Firestone is in Cleveland. Yeah. So he got transferred then from from Philly. Um, My mother's from London. So my dad met my mom in the service, you know, when he was over there at some you know, dance that everybody puts on, you know, all the American soldiers come yeah, in, yeah. you know, and my dad doesn't really, he's an artist. He doesn't really talk about this. I'd never know like kind of what he did or how long he was sure. in it, but, um, he served him at my mom and, you know, he's like, Hey, what are you doing for the rest of your life? You want to kind of <laughs> come, come and hang out with yeah, me? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was Toronto and Philly first. And then, um, I was conceived in Philly. So I got a lot of love for Philly. Yeah. You know, that was a, <laughs> that's a where you get your soul from. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Freeway. Yeah. 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 Mill. Um, and you grew up yeah. in Cleveland. And then I grew up in Cleveland, you know, born and raised in, you know, suburbs of Cleveland. Like you don't choose where you're, you know, coming sure. up exactly as, yeah. a, as a youth. What, what were you but, into when you were young? I was a big sports guy, man. Yeah. I played soccer and tennis, you know. Um, but, but I wasn't like really 
of Cleveland in in many ways. I do I do love the city. I love the pace at which I grew up. It wasn't everything just crammed down your throat and you know, it's just you know, you're going and you know, cruising around on your bike and it was super safe and you know, it was, it was a fantastic way to come up. Yeah. But uh, I was always fascinated by like the inner city pulse. I went to school, uh, a school called Ignatius downtown and it was in the roughest, you know, sort of one of the roughest neighborhoods on the west side of Cleveland. And you know, we were just we were fighting all the time or like, you know, being yeah. chased around because, you know, we were welcome a bunch of little prep school kids, you know, all boys high school. But there was never a chance you were going to be was, a company man, stay in town and You know that look, I I was you know, people ask like, well, okay, what would you be doing if you didn't do photography? Like something maybe in the arts. You know, I, I always thought sort of maybe advertising. Um but I'm also like you know, early on, it was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll get into like hotel management or something. Like, I liked that. I liked the traveling aspect and traveling with my parents around, but also going back and forth um, to London. There was always an intrigue in this other personal space that you could rent anywhere in the world. Yeah. You know? Or, By so. the way, that, that sort of explains why you were into like the cure and like that sort of music because i'm guessing you you got that from being over there maybe visiting or was it through mtv because they were being played so heavy no i i in high school i ran with like a pack of filipinos and it was just like you know playing tennis really i think was it it was like the tennis got you into the cure (laughs) yeah you know in in some ways it's like that's what you know everybody was listening to, you know, within that space. My friend, you know, one of my dearest friends, Brian Solerio, he was just like, yo, here's new music, here's this. So it was just constantly absorbing and going to, you know, sort of dip, different dances. And, and also um, downtown Cleveland, there was a club called The Lift that was like a perfect balance between, you know, at that time it was like Nine Inch Nails and The Cure and sort of the rougher side of the alternative scene and then um, Public Enemy and like, you know, some like, hype kind of almost house kind of vibes and i found out that i had the rhythm package man so i was like the dude in the middle of the circle not as a b-boy but just as like you know my my super white version of scoob and scrap lover (laughs) you know what i mean but like sliding through legs and jumping oh my god hop you know like which is just like total like i look back and it must be hilarious like if, it, if there's any video that it exists and services yeah. i may lose my entire my entire past you know but you know i loved it and it was just one of these like pure compulsions to chase it to discover it to understand it and and that was found you know at these clubs and downtown and inner city and then as i got heavier sort of into it um you know, it was sort of at Kenyon, which obviously is like trees and farmland. There's no stoplight in our town, you know, so like we created our own fun. So it was constantly going to Cleveland, getting all the latest tunes, bringing them down. Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, you know, like Delights, you know, the remix with Tip on Like it was we were the ones that were throwing the party. So like anybody, you know, when you weren't busy hugging a tree in Birkenstocks. <laughs> yeah. You know, you were at one of the parties, like sweating through layers. Like we really, we were about it, man. It was so incredible. All these years later, you've traveled the world. You've been, you know, on mountaintops actually quite recently. You've been to yeah. exotic locales. Um, you've lived in the city for a long time. When you go back to Cleveland, mm-hmm. what do you love about Cleveland? But Beyond the pace, is it the people or the food or the culture? Uh, look, you know, I go back to the family home that I grew up in. The fact that my parents are still here at age 83 and four, 
is the biggest gift yeah. in my life because they're phenomenal people, like really brilliant, so sweet. Like you learn the cloth that you're cut from. And I'm, I'm so glad that I have a story that, you know, almost feels a little different from a lot of people, you know, sort of in some of the world, worlds that I've traveled. You know, it's like, oh, I don't really talk to my dad or, you know, pass at a young age or something. Like to have that stability and understanding of unconditional love, like really does make me more of a whole person and yeah. not to be sort of, as a diss to anybody else's experience because there's a lot of beautiful, brilliant, whole people out there, you know? Yeah, for sure. But for me, that's the biggest reward, going back to something that truly is home, you know, like, and, and I think that's the biggest gift. And I, and I go back and I'm like really just myself, you know, like, look, I'm never not myself as I walk around, but you know, sometimes you do have to become different versions of yourself. Sure. Like at the Contact High show last night, I was in Spin Cycle, you know, receiving thanks and, you know, verbal goat emojis. And for sure. like, I'm so grateful for all of that. But that does require a different level of attention or engagement with an audience. Yeah. Whereas home, I'm like, you know, there's deer in my backyard <laughs> and I'm, you know, driving to the mall to walk around and reminisce. Like, you know, just like, so your parents stuff. don't come up to you and say like, you're the goat. <laughs> yeah, they do. often. <laughs> Usually manifest as like we're so proud of you. Yeah, like, yeah, we're so glad that you made it. Like, do they have any Jonathan Mannions framed at home? Um, they do, but it's not sort of like we don't have DMX in the blood like, <laughs> in our living room. Why not? They I couldn't know. get a print. Is it in thing. the dining room? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, no, there's there's an Avedon in the house that that wow. Avedon gave me. Um, wow, that, which is in my bedroom. But a lot of it is sort of, um, you know, the the B-roll kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, like a. A little African kid in in Goudor in France that was just had the most beautiful face. That's like, oh, here's a little Christmas gift, you know, like, oh wow, this is amazing, and it goes up somewhere, or you know, like an overlook from, uh, you know, a hotel in in Paris that shows, you know, the Louvre or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's that kind of a, you know, they're more like thoughtful kind of moments yeah. you know but well but don't you there's think a lot of paintings up you know obviously my parents are big collectors yeah. of, of art because it inspires them to have it around as artists so um there's not a lot of wall space do you think that <laughs> so my stuff at my house sorry to interrupt yeah, no is also on the floor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is cool i'm good i'm used to the placement um do you think that celebrity you know because you're talking about the the little african boy in, in france and it's like do you think that celebrity inherently makes photos more interesting or is it just like Look, I, I've been thinking a lot about this because there is, you know, sort of a new wave of photographers that are coming in and it's really based on who they shoot, you know. So I'm trying to reinforce that my pictures are about how I shoot, who I shoot, mm -hmm. you know, Man. which is it's 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 important to make that, you know, sort of like separation of being a professional photographer being able to do it over and over every single day whether you're on or off and delivering something that's of you know superior quality you know thank you for um, giving such a thoughtful answer to what was a very ham-fisted way of asking that question i was like i don't know yeah. how to put the words together and meanwhile like that's my job yeah like, i'm supposed to be able to do you're that the word guy yeah yeah i'm just the it's shooter fine. i'm gonna re-record this afterwards <laughs> yeah okay and just come up with a better question yeah, yeah. Okay? do yourself a favor man I, I was reading up on avidan this morning and i found a quote that really like stuck out to me which was sometimes i think all my pictures are just pictures of me Oh man, and that's really deep. Yeah, because I can see myself in every one of my photos. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's totally the truth. I mean, as crazy and wild, but it is, 
you know, that's the gift. It's like, it's how you see that person and how you want to bring that person to the world, a world of people that admire, celebrate, worship, obsess over whoever this star X is, you know what I mean? And how do you bring that to them when they may never meet this person? How do I get the truth of that person or at least something that's authentic that doesn't make them a character that makes them also the character that they would like to be or become, you know, like, so it's like the psychology of it is really, really deep, but you know, I, I just try and stay as rooted, um, in authenticity and truth of the exchange. You know, I, I'm, I'm really there talking to them constantly to try and break down the guards to really get in. And that's my job. Like get in as fast as possible. I guess you got to pause it. We're in New York. <laughs> get in as fast as possible to the soul of that person. You know well, what I mean? Was and, there was there a point when you were younger, when you figured out, when the light switch went off, when you were like, oh, it is what I bring to the table too. It is that balance. There has definitely been, you know, after 25 years in this, I've, I've done some heavy analysis of like sort of, okay, what's my process? And, and also teaching, obviously that's a new role. It's like mentoring and guiding the next generation towards the truth of their experience as photographers and shooters, right? But there's definitely, there was one sort of critical pivot, I guess, in, in how I approach it. Um, in that it was always a picture of the person early in my career. Oh, that's a dope picture of Jay-Z. That's a dope picture of DMX, it allows Scratch, Heavy D, whoever, right? And then it became, oh, that's a dope Mannion of that person. You know, it's like, you look at any of Avedon's pictures, to use them as an example, they're Avedon's, all of them, of a person, yeah. you know? And for me, and I guess maybe it's just humbly, like, earning my stripes or feeling like, you know, I had to. Yeah. It was always. What do you think that moment was? Them. You know, Jay-Z one time said, I can, I can tell your pictures. I look through a magazine and I, I know your pictures when I see it. You know, and in I was a like, good way. In a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not in a let's keep it on the floor in the corner yeah. of the room way. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the last time I'm going to go to that. Yeah. No. It's, it's fine. So there when, are worse things I'm sure that have happened to my photos like over the years. Well, when you're yeah. working with the master, right, and you're just watching him do his trade and do it as good as anyone's ever done it. Sure. Without a doubt. What do you take away from that? Like, and that's one year, right? One year. Mm -hmm. That was the commitment. What do you take away from a, a, a you know, a day-to-day -day thing? For me, it was his dedication to his craft was, um, relentless, I guess in a word, like he had more energy than his entire studio put together. And we were all sort of young men and women working for him. He was, you know, in his 60s at that time, and he would take like an hour nap and then come back and he would be supercharged again. You know, he's a guy screaming on set at the top of his lungs, <laughs> you know, like with the music blaring and, you know, I don't know, whoever it was, Stephanie Seymour on set, and he's like screaming because he's so <laughs> passionate and excited, yeah. excited about what's happening in front of him. Um, and I think that's really, you know, it's like, it becomes like a divine gift. It's an understanding of a divine gift. Mm -hmm. Like whether you witness it in someone, you know, sort of talented that's at the highest level of their game, LeBron or Serena or, you know, Scorsese or I mean, anybody, you know what I mean? It's like, it's divine. It's bigger than, okay, here's my job and this is how I do my job. Like when I'm shooting the whole, everything falls away. Yeah. And I know that it's, it's 
I've been given too many gifts along the way, little surprises or things that I'm aware aware of now and in the moment um, for it not to be understood as something that's bigger than me. Like, you know, you don't want to bring it to this level in, in some really cheesy way, but I know that part of this is me and how I touch people. This is part of like a ministry in, in some ways and not in, I'm not opening a church anytime soon or a cult, you know, <laughs> I mean, but, you might uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I could, I, yeah. I'd have a couple followers for yeah. sure. I mean, it, just out, off my looks alone, yeah. know, basically. And I know don't post a picture of me. Like, let's just leave it mysterious. Yeah. Ooh, let them yeah. Discover it. Yeah. yeah. The chiseled features, of me, <laughs> you know, you're going to um, really catfish our audience. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm just going to post like Brad Pitt. I know. I'm going to tell a new story too. Oh, Everybody's great. changing yeah. the story. So. Oh, yeah. Why not? I yeah. know for us, we can see something. I know that I can see something and maybe someone else doesn't get it. But later on, it's just like, no, the finished product is what I saw, right? Mm -hmm. People may not have been able to sort of go along with me, but the end result is what I wanted. Um, I know when I'm like in the studio with the producer and they start off somewhere and I was like, I don't know, I don't see it. And it ends up being what they always thought they would make. Mm -hmm. And it ends up perfect, right? Mm -hmm. What was the time when you saw someone work, maybe it was Avedon, maybe it was someone else, where you're just like, I don't know, and I can't understand how they're going to get something good out of this, and ends up being masterful. You know, look, I'll bring it to my own process, and not just like, less about everybody else and more about me, not yeah. really that, but I can explain it, I think, pretty, in an interesting way. There is a process of getting to whatever that final result is, you know, and you have to not skip the steps to get there. Right. So I think that's one of the most beautiful things is you start like, hey, man, let's just like, you know, just stand against the wall. Let's just like warm up, get something going. And then you discover and find and you ask somebody to hold it and to be still and then deliver or do it again. Do it. Do it bigger here. Let me show you. This is what we're sort of getting. I want more. I want this next thing. So a lot of that comes through, you know, coaching. How do you inspire somebody to be the best versions of themselves in the moment? Yeah. You know, what is and, the best um, like direction that you've given? Um, man, I don't know. It changes all the time. I, you know, there are certainly ways to get someone to open up, get somebody to do what you want them to do without telling them like, Hey, smile, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, sort yeah. of like, but smile better. Right. Yeah. 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 Smile better and bigger and not yeah. fake. <laughs> yeah. And like, you look crazy right, right yeah. now, you know, but I remember like, you told me, you said, relax your, your face. Yeah. Cause like I was like putting either, on or yeah, I, was, I was doing something and you were just like, like, yeah relax chill yeah, yeah people breathe all the time like yo take yeah. a deep breath close your eyes yeah <laughs> okay all right now open them again all right cool and it, it resets the palette and you start and you find a new sight line and you re-engage like they're all like little tricks but you know i guess one of them is like i always ask for a moment but i'm i want the moment right afterwards hmm. you know it's like come on man let's get your modeling career kicked off today <laughs> let's do it i wanted laughter yeah right yeah. so you say something look i make a fool of myself all the time and I'm okay with that because it gets the results. And I'm there to create the results. Like, I don't care what I've said throughout the entirety of the day as long as the image comes back. Yeah. And the client is happy and the artist is happy because that leads to repeat business and then I can keep my lights on. So when I, you're you know. in your early 20s mm -hmm. and you're starting off on your own career, how hard is it to earn the trust of someone who's older than you? I think that it comes down to not looking at, at that number. You know, it's like you're there with a gift and a talent and this person, whoever has hired you or that you're with needs something from you. 
And like, how do you do the dance? You know, like everybody was older than me as I entered the <laughs> scene. So, okay, cool. And now I'm the old guy in the room, you know, and it's like. And you never second guessed yourself? Of course, yeah. man. I'm an artist, man. I'm like <laughs> totally like, look, I know that I have a good product, but like, yeah, there's absolute like insecurities that exist all the way through. Like, is it good enough? Am I going to get to the answer today? Like, can I do this again? Like, okay, what do I have to say? Like, all right, center and breathe and think and move and ask for what you want and be prepared for the moment and look at the light and how it's falling. You just, you have to like center and really become more aware to be able to see it. And it's, it's a whole process of having a vision and seeing well and then executing the plan through knowledge and talent. You know, um, what was the first time that you sold a print or, or sold a, a photo to somebody? Mm. You know, it, it was in college, actually. My whole senior thesis, I sold to all the deans of my school. So, wow. But that was never really a drive for me. I mean, it was pictures of Barnes. You know, I like the passage of time. I like things that are untouched. And with Barnes, you have to let them fall to the ground. Otherwise, it's bad luck. You can't rip them down. You know, otherwise, it's like, you know. It brings... Is that something where you would drive around? I would just and... drive. It was like meditation for me. I would, I'd really thoroughly enjoy driving and not being able to be found. Wow. And, and you know. Not, wow, you not, really not are weird. dark and moody. Yeah. <laughs> I really am. Yeah, put on some Depeche Mode and yeah. all black, paint my fingernails black and, you know, put my uh, Doc Martens on. You would know? you and Would just... you stay there for like hours? Like with one barn or was it like? No, I would drive around and, and just sort of like, look, it, it was really for a goal. It wasn't just sort of like, that's what I did. I drove around and photographed barns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. think that's it the, was the, the headline here. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we all know you're sure, like, man, you're like <laughs> the weird well, corners of your mind. that ends this episode of... <laughs> It's dark and moody. <laughs> I'm your host, Jonathan. That's dope, though. Um, What'd you call it? <laughs> Barnes. <laughs> yes, you are an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, great, man. <laughs> Super deep. Super deep. No, I don't, I don't even know that it had a title, to be honest. But, you know, it was it was cool. It was a project that I took on for a couple of months. And and, and what what's funny is Avedon taught a master class the year that I graduated when he got the, the honorary degree. And he, so he came around and saw everybody's work on the floor. Yeah. Similarly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's yeah. Five I'm relentless with that. Right? So, and he looked at my work and I was like, he said, uh, I see this body of work as a failure. And I was like, great. You know, like, okay, thanks. Why? You know, like, you know, we had to like defend our work, you know? So I defended my work for four years why I got there. It wasn't like, well, I like it and I wanted it that way. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, or like crumble in the face of, of criticism as I've seen a lot of like this new generation do because they're not used to, you know, not getting, you know, a trophy for participation. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. No, you're just whack. It's really awful. Like, why did you want that? And how can we make it better? And let me talk to you about why I think this is a failure. Like, and people like are like quivering, like on the edge of tears, but you know, I think that makes you really understand your own process better. So well, as somebody who, you know, you have been in this for a minute, mm -hmm. do you still get online criticism? Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Even like as a, a, a goat of, you know, this generation or whatever, it's just like people. I, you know, what's really funny, man. And this is deep. I don't even know who I'm serving anymore. You know what I mean? I keep people entertained and like, but why? Like, why am I not like just like chasing book building and like selling stuff at Barnes and Nobles and teaching and you know like I'm really recalibrating right now not that I don't 
look, I love Instagram. It's super cool. It's a great way to like meet talk thoughts. about it. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, do you want to go to a Communards arts concert? I hear I hear the Smiths are in town. No, I have black nail polish. Anyway, yeah, Sagittarius. You want to see some barns? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go driving. So you don't know who you do it for? I, you know, I, at the moment, I know that I should be doing other things. Like, I should be working just tirelessly on my book. To get that out, 25 years, I got to give it to the world to show everybody what we did together for 25 years. Yeah. This isn't the, like, look at me and throw praises. I don't really, I'm not driven, by, I'm not motivated by that because, you know, I'm an artist. I have a different mission. And, and while that's really great to hear from certain people when it's really genuine and it really has encouraged somebody to pick up a camera along the way or brought them through a moment or, you know, has like some nostalgia attached to it. Like, oh, the Eminem album was the first one that I ever bought, you know, and I hid it under my pillow because my dad said I could have it by my mom. You know, like these stories that it's part of this like collective memory, I find fascinating, you know, psychologically, like I really love that there is this like connectivity with all of us from different angles, whether it's just admiration for an artist or a certain album or an image that was compelling or a moment in time or something, or even the experience from the artist saying like, you know, Manion, you're the first white guy on my block. I'm like, look, I'm the first white guy on almost every block. Yeah. You know, because I seek the roots of, you know, this was a game you know, quote, you know, he's like, yeah, it was you and the mailman. That was it. Wow. I was like, yeah, but like, look what we made together. Like without the label, we did it ourselves. We told a, like a truly authentic story that you're still talking about today. You know, like, yo, we hit on like a chord, like it is memories that belong to the, the artists as well. And I was always really clear in those moments and when I'm shooting who I'm serving and I'm being of service to them. This isn't, you know, I gain by association and being well surrounded um, in that it's like, oh, you did that last Rust project? Oh, that's dope. Hey, we got a new artist we'd love to have your stamp on. And, you know, let's is rock. it wrong to serve yourself? No, I think I think in every session, I think there is a degree of of look, varying degree. You know, sometimes you're just in it so much and chasing it that it just becomes whatever the moment is. Like you kind of like, wow, okay, that happened and that's done. Whew, ah, man, I left it all on the field, this is incredible. And then there's moments of like, that might not be going so well where you turn the person like in your own mind into a lump of clay and you just tell them what to do all the way through, you know? Did and you speak with Abaddon about the American West and who that was for? No, I no, I think that that was him uh, just clarifying his vision like he wanted to move into fine arts and I, i'm not sure that this was exactly why he did this project right but there were degrees of like you're a commercial photographer and then you move into fashion and you're still commercial but it's not fine art and he wanted to break into that new world and i think that some of these steps or projects that he took on in, in a big way um and I, I certainly think that that body of work is is the most fantastic stuff that he's ever created. And I got to see all of the film. So even the ones that weren't in the book, like there's a, a book that is equal, if not more powerful to the, to the one that's out there. That's what you should do for your book. 
take his pictures and yes. make a book <laughs> yes. and say that they're all mine. Yes. yes. Oh, this is uh, back in 78 when I was eight. I was out west uh, shooting drifters. And Called o- barns. Oil workers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm not shooting barns. I'm picking up drifters from the side of the road? No, Again, uh, dark. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Super dark. <laughs> You know, I'm the happy guy. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm the happy guy from the suburbs. This is true. You yeah. know, and we're learning the depth of Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we're just There's trying to go viral right now. Yeah. yeah, the onion is being peeled today. Yeah. Um, when did you think that you left it most on the ground? <laughs> uh strip clubs, man. I leave it all on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And I just throw it and that's wherever it falls. And Budget. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, what are yeah. we talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, budget gone. <laughs> oh, that was my whole job there. Okay. You know, I always rise to another level when it's an artist that I really admire, enjoy, um, who's, you know, especially talented at what they do, you know? So, Jay Z, you know? That's a good one. He's the guy. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy. Like, let's face it. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> other guys. You can make a case for some other guys, you know what I mean? At longevity and this, but you know, those sessions were always more important to me because I really loved what he did. And, and, it, and it's like this understanding of like, how does this guy think this way? How, do, how does he do that? Yeah. You know, like when you're so amazed at somebody's talent and it happens with painters and But it's also got to be like the way that he like, thinks as well, where it's yeah. just like the conversations that you guys are having, that must be just like a, a really enjoyable experience to you know like we've had some some great minds on this podcast and mm-hmm. to like you you understand that when you're having a conversation with someone who's like at a cut above or like ryan leslie is just like oh yeah and you're yeah, you know no. it, it makes you rise to that occasion sure and so i'm sure that you feel the same way yeah i think look i think you adapt i don't think it's ever not a version of you as we sort of said before but you know if i'm in the hood and i'm trying to shoot in some bar and i have to talk to the person behind the bar in baton rouge because i like the looks of it and i'm trying to say look i got 200 bucks for you know 30 minutes i'm gonna have a different conversation than i am on a podcast with superior minds sure that I'm sure next to right now oh, no like, ryan leslie isn't here right now you know like you're just oh. talking to us yeah i mean I, I think you you do adapt based on what you need to get done and it's not being a chameleon it's not being fake they're all versions of me but you know how do you ask for what Look, I'm I'm famous for making absolute 100% no's into full yeses within like five minutes. Wow. You know, just because like I'm so, I'm able to sell you the dream of what I need. You know, it's like there was a, you know, some sort of factory in LA, downtown LA, and I was shooting LL the following day. And he's like, hey, look, you know, we're doing this stuff and um, someone else is shooting so you can't have the space. I was like yeah, but do you think I could just have this like one corner of the space? And like, if we come in like really, like I just knew what I wanted and just kept on talking until it was like, they turned the whole thing, they moved the whole movie production to another floor. Wow. You know, I was like, are these guys paying you? (laughs) Like, no, we're doing them a favor. I was like, okay, cool. Well, I have money on top of this, (laughs) you know? And we're going to have to play some music. And they're like, well, they're running sound. I was like, well, they're going to have to take breaks then. You know, like I just made it make sense to to the person. Have there been opportunities where you've had everything indoors set up lit everyone's on set and you're just like mm. where's dmx or no 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 no, no. That's <laughs> well, a good yes question. that too no but like where you're like you make it, it sound like that's happened you're like <laughs> no no <laughs> but you're like you're that. like fuck it let's just you know find some place outside instead mm-hmm. yeah there's always audibles 
you know, I mean, just for whatever reason, I mean, even most recently, um, you know, the rut, the rush shoot in, in the Swiss Alps, uh, it was going to be raining the following day and they couldn't bring the helicopter out, you know? So it was like, yo, so you move an entire day and you swap it and you figure out the logistics of it. You know, there was an Aaliyah shoot, um, her last photo shoot, there was an ID session, uh, that was meant to be in the evening and I had her in the morning and I had to do 10 shots. So like I produced it to the minute with a producer, right? And 11 o'clock the night before they said, oh, we're gonna give uh, ID the morning um, and then you guys can have the afternoon. Sorry about that. And it's like, oh, so you have to unproduce an entire shoot oh. and then reproduce. I mean, we had cars being delivered at precise times and catering <laughs> and this and you know, shooting in the projects and here and in studio and back. Like, it was crazy. So, how do you manage stress? I'm um, pretty well, as it turns out. <laughs> you know, like I manage. Yeah. Um, I think it's all part of it. I think it's because you are one of the more like centered people that I feel like I know. Man, thank you. Um, yeah. Again, I think in in the flow of shooting, it's I don't want to say it's it's not even me. <laughs> Who is that? Person? I stand sometimes off to the side and I just watch Jonathan Manning go in third person. No, it's not that. It's, I don't know. I'm pretty, look, when you're war tested, you know, like you have, I've seen, I, I don't want to say, look, I, I have not seen it all, but I have, you know. You've dealt with a lot of different been personality shot at types. In Compton. I've had guns to the side of my head oh. in Harlem. I've had, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's just like, you can get through if that. I wasn't cool. Yeah. You know, I thought you were just talking about difficult people, but you're talking about actual like no, difficult like situations. Situations. How yeah. close did you get yeah. to the lion with Khaled? Very. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and with the tiger with Tyga. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Do you ever think about like I don't know if it got loose? Of course. <laughs> we were briefed on if that lion got loose. Yeah, and like just like took off on some full sprint. You know, it's and what like, do they say? Duck and cover. <laughs> stand still. Stand still, man. It's like what? 500 pound lions sprinting yeah. at you. You're just going to stand still, man. Just shoot the lion. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but we, there were, yeah, that was a crazy session, man. Um, in Pasadena, California, uh, in a mansion, in a backyard, it was gated, but like you know, mildly <laughs> gated. You yeah. Know, I'm sure the thing could have just yeah. soared over it. Two armed guards with uh, AKs from the police department, two trainers with trank guns. Um, there was like the handlers of the lion named Marley, um, who they tried to mellow out by playing Bob Marley hey, at sure. all times. Yeah. Did it yeah, work? You know, big fans. Yeah. I, I don't know. Man. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty mellow. Lion. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't, you know, look, I, I move with like intention and purpose. And I feel like if I'm called to make a picture, um, and that's my job for that day that I'm going to be protected as long as I walk within the structure of knowing that I'm doing my work. Straight up, if if you photograph Khaled, he's a human being, you can see like... Well, it's not to go that far, man. <laughs> he's, he's the best. He is, he is the best. <laughs> yeah. But you can see like something twinkle in his eyes yeah. that lets you know that like you've made a connection through that lens. Can you do the same with an animal? You know, I usually get that twinkle of like wow i look incredible once i show them the work the right? animal the, yeah the animal no <laughs> the artist you know like i might be more vocal like don't move don't move don't move, don't, don't please please don't move the camera give me the give me the roll give me the roll give me the roll give me the roll okay cool all right let's go and like 
you know you're holding them by talking to them because you don't want them to move and you're asking for something that you need. Right. You know, so they play along. They're like, look, I know this guy's done this before and he sees something, so I'm just not going to move. You know, and then you guide it and finesse it, right? So sometimes through that you can get, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, I think with... (laughs) I mean, I talk to animals, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's part of my darkness. Um, no, I, I uh, you know, as a kid, man, I wanted to be like a naturalist. I would go to the nature center and I was the kid that like collected snake sheds, you know, had wow. like grasshoppers in formaldehyde and like. Again, very dark. Yeah, wow. super yeah, wow. dark, man. But I mean, I wasn't like picking them apart and torturing them. Right, That's not right. the message I'm getting from this. Wait, did you talk to the dead animals? The dead, I no, can talk to them. them. Yeah. No, but I've Where's had like Jonathan? hummingbirds, He's killing like, squirrels in the back. And stuff. Right. Like I'm just like a weirdo like that. But um, Cleveland's got yeah, a good zoo, right? I, I, think, I think it's so like, ins- they do. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I think it's about like movement maybe. You know, like if I was, I've never really thought about this, but I think, you know, approaching in a certain way with a certain thing, like speaking of Khaled, so the second shoot that we did for Grateful, where he's there like Scarface in the hot tub. Yes. Meanwhile, Khaled is underwater holding his breath, holding his son up, which is <laughs> amazing. We did a little mild retouch. Yeah, to yeah, lose, yeah, yeah. You know, the, his presence yep. under there, but he can hold his breath for a really long time. Wow. Yeah, it's fantastic. I was impressed. <laughs> but I got to hold that lion cub. Right, we had a, a little mini lion cub because it was a it was Assad show. Father so of they Assad. wanted to do yeah. everything that we did for Khaled on the main day, the first day for uh, Major Key. Yep, he wanted to give to his son on the second. So mini lion, mini dude, mini throne, you know, mini Assad, mini flowers <laughs> all over the place on the beach. Right, Miami. and I got to hold this lion cub, and and it fell asleep like in the nook of my neck, and Whoa. I knew in that moment that I I was okay with the world. Yeah, wow. You know, it's just one to, of like, those. Keep that lion. Yeah, man, I wish, man. You know, it, it would be one of those like, I don't even know the name of the person, but got reconnected with lions that they set free in the wild, and the lions recognized and like tackled and they rolled around. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, man, brother nature. You have so many, so many contact sheets of all you know the artists that you've shot through mm-hmm. the years at your studio. I'm sure at home too. You just have this huge collection of things. Sure. Is it anything where you're like? These are for me, and I don't need to share everything. I think I'm at a moment where I'm willing to push it all back in. I think I protected the work for so long to be able to make this statement. Um, you know, and obviously, look, there's there's moments that stuff gets out there that is um, can be challenging. You know, someone's like, I'm going to steal that picture and put it on a T-shirt, and then you have to go after people. Like, you know, this is the worst part of my job is, like, sort of policing that. But but I also know that I protect it, protect the artists from these things being released to make that statement that's like 25 years of like, oh, <laughs> oh. yeah, this is pretty much everything in the yeah. last 25 years. And, and that's really, really important to me. But it's like there is a protection of the artists. Um, and I like to let people into the moment. You know, I just did a show in Berlin um, uh, called Living Proof you know, as like the contact sheets are also called proof sheets, you know, so that was my thing. And I went with a box of proof sheets and I just stuck them all up on the wall randomly over, you know, a 10 hour period. And I just let everybody see them. You know, it's like one artist, one proof sheet, the actual contact sheet that was done at the time of the session. So it's covered, you know, 20, 20 something odd years of work. And, um, 
Yeah, it was amazing just to see people like get lost in these little portals. It looks manageable, right? The wall was probably as wide as your kitchen, maybe a little bit wider, glass on both sides. And then behind me was like a massive picture of DMX with the dogs. And then I just like stuck up all these things. So you look at it and it's like a clump of work, like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then you get up there and within a six by six centimeter portal, you could be in the bay with E40 and then slide over and you're, you know, chopping Busta Rhymes dreads off. And then you're with Aaliyah like a foot away. Like it was random. But again, it, it presented so many moments that it became overwhelming, like the opposite of sort of an impressionist painting. You know, yeah. you stand back and you can see the whole scene, you know, is kind of the opposite. You wow. Know, it's in, like pointillism. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. But it's <laughs> okay. It could be. So, it, yeah. It sounds <laughs> deep. Um, Points on a timeline. <laughs> one of my favorite contact sheets that I've seen of yours is of you wearing <laughs> ODB's uh, Rick James getup. So for his cover that you wore first, I guess, as a test. Felt like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Just like heaven. The cure. The cure. Uh, bring it to the dark side of heaven. Um, you know, we didn't think he was going to show up. This is for the album, And Please. And there were two other photographers, as I understand it, that... Um, couldn't hack it they were just sort of they felt a little disrespected that he wouldn't show up and i'm like this is hip-hop like, <laughs> send me in yeah send me in. I'm, I'm going in yeah guys. Yeah, yeah yeah bomb suit <laughs> walks in robot you know um and uh and we had all the stuff that he asked for he asked for a bed um he asked for he asked to dress up as donna summer so we had heels and skirts and stuff and then we had amazing stylist came through and um and then we had this crazy Rick James suit. <laughs> you know, somewhere along the way, we got in touch with him. And I think it was Sylvia Roan who called somebody to say, look, we, we'd like to encourage him to go to his album shoot because we kind of <laughs> need this, you know? Because we would have drawn a stick figure and been quite happy, you know, yeah. at the end of it. And I think that was probably, I know that I wore the suit to inspire my team to stay present in the moment and wow. to have some fun. We ordered a bunch of Coronas and we we're just like, yo, it's a beautiful Saturday. All the windows. We kind of like took a nap, like a little cluster of puppies on that bed. On we're like mattress. laying all over each other and just like, yeah, we just, there was no way he was showing up in our minds. And then he started calling. I want $20,000 and then I'll show up. Wire me. Western Union me the money. They called you guys? They called the art director. Wow. And he's like, I want 20K and I'll, then I'll show up. It's like, no, we're not, no, this is your thing for you. You know what this is, man. Like, you know, this is also a guy who took his whole styling budget and bought gold fronts for the, his pre, the prior shoot. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. he's, he was on his own mission, <laughs> no matter what, flying through clouds, you know, as he, as he was, you know? So we're like, no, all right, just call us back and just get over here. Just give us, you know, let us know when you're on your way. He called back like 10 minutes later, 10 I'll do it for 10. Oh, he's negotiating now. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no, man. No, just show up. It's fine. You'll get 10K out of it somewhere. Yeah. Right? We had Rob Stone on the podcast, mm-hmm. and Rob Incredible talked dude. about the very, very, very early days mm-hmm. of the fader. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he said that you and your efforts were responsible for what fader would become. What was the story behind getting that first cover? Yeah. He, um, he's like, I want to make a magazine, and I don't know how I'm going to really do that. And I was like, look, I got you. Like shook his hand. And I was like, I got you. Let me just do it. I'll just do it. 
you know, and literally I shot Funkmaster Flex on Fifth Avenue and my lab was over there like 30th and, and 5th. And literally my lab was on the second floor and I would shoot the role because they needed the film that night to go to press to release it on a certain day that was some critical date for the release of the, the news, you know? So it's throwing <laughs> rolls of film over my head, shoot, lick it, roll, <laughs> like toss, and they process it in the moment and we meet the, you know, met the deadline. Unreal. And then I dis- that was the first one. So the first fader was, was Funk Flex. Right. And I think that that was because of the cornerstone and the mixtape thing. It was rooted in that. And then they're like, we're going to go bigger. And so then they got Jeff Staple um, to design the next issue with me. Like I, I turned in kind of a layout that ended up being kind of the same layout, but he designed the rest of the magazine. Um, and we worked together. So as Jeff and I kind of did the second one, which was the Three Kings. It was Zach um, from Rage Against the Machine, um, Revan Run and Premiere. Man which is amazing. And I was like, yo, this is so good. Like for me, it's like, I just liked not having to like fight or prove myself, you know? And I was getting amazing, um, you know, work done with incredible talent. Yeah. You know, and then it was Outkast and then it was Most Def and then it was M and then it was like, and these were like humble quick sessions, but somehow the work that I have done for the fader throughout time is more personal than work that I have done for other magazines wow you know the work for album covers is also incredibly personal even though sometimes there's an agenda you know that the artist needs a certain thing the label needs a certain thing you know that there's a set of required uh deliverables right just in we need press we need this and this and international and something but even within that structure we talk about sort of serving myself within the process i was still trying to create the best work for the artist with them in mind, but pleasing myself. Like, okay, cool, I got that shot. You want a shot like this with him in the background, cool and framed? Cool, can I try something else? You know, and you'd walk into the hallway and, and then say, look, I like this a little better. Can we do a couple like this? And they're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's way better. Like, cool. So like, there is the moment of like, get the job, do your job, and then show them what yeah, you do. Yeah, what it could as be. As an artist, yeah. you know, and guiding them to another layer and and they still may go with the stuff the you know a pedestrian simplistic (laughs) sort of version of of it but at least now i have the images now to share to say look this is what it felt like to me yeah right because many album covers that are out there in the world i don't like as much as other stuff that i did Mm -hmm. yeah well what's one that you fought for that ended up being you know the one the one yeah um dmx dark and hell is hot oh everybody knew but I was like, yeah, this is the image. And it was a Polaroid. It was a 665 Polaroid. You know, I was like, this is the shot. You know, it's like a little, little glimmer, a little shine in his eye from like a little fill card, like a little out of, out of frame. That was, that was amazing. Was he um, a part of that creative process? In that he participated <laughs> yeah, <sure>. thoroughly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. I can't take a picture, you know, of an artist without the, I mean, yeah. look, I can. I yeah. mean, I shot like DMC's glasses. That represents him as much as you know, the hat, Jam Master J's chain with the Adidas, you know? So yeah, there's there's representations of the artists that can stand as like icons and symbols for them. But who but is yeah. somebody who's asked you to take part in something, uh, uh, I don't know, a Super Bowl party or, or something else where they're like, I, I'd like a Jonathan Mannion experience for something that's not a magazine cover or a, an album cover? 
I mean, this is kind of the roots of what I used to do in clubs. You know, like I'd shoot the artists on stage, but I would set up a little photo booth in the back of the club and just like pull people in. You know, I end up having a picture of like Jay-Z in a Nautica button, like like golf shirt. You know what I mean? Like with Air Force Ones on and some like reg jeans in 95. Like, you know, like and not even knowing like, oh, OK, hey, thanks, man, for uh, dope. And like, you know, I knew who he was from jazz. But yeah. I, and I knew that he was in real time. But, uh, you know, I was like, huh, OK, it's <laughs> hope. All right. Cool. Um, but, you know, I don't know, I guess probably the most. Um, clear example, I guess, that comes to mind is the the Beats by Dre thing that we did yeah. You know, yeah. together. Yeah. Us collectively. No, yes. that was... Us three made that whole thing come well, together. Well, th- that was a very special thing. And, and shout out to Kristen and shout out to Stephanie and everybody oh, man, 100%. over there. Um, I know... J-Hop. Oh, know. my God. There were so many special people who stopped through. And I, and that's that's you. That is Kristen. That's, you know, Steph. That's that's the Beats sure. by Dre, you know, setup. That's the straight out of Compton thing. Mm-hmm. But... There was something in that room and there was something oh, yeah. everybody who stopped yeah. by uh, for me too man you know to to have heard the pitch that came from a very young team that was like oh yeah cute idea guys and they brought me into a meeting like Kristen's like no man you can get this done yeah you know i walked into the room i was like do you guys understand like how really important this is like to one the individuals two to your movement three that you know, this young creative team came up with this, and I know how to execute this. Like I was trying to pitch going city to city to shoot in, you know, Vienna and London and Tokyo. Yeah, because you want like, to run that budget up. I wanted to run <laughs> the budget up. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I, I do try and sell in some dreams. You yeah, know? like you know, when Eminem's uh, album was called Amsterdam, I was like, so we're going to Amsterdam, right? I was like, yeah, oh, trip to Amsterdam. This is yeah. dope. They're like Never Amsterdam Avenue. Yeah. 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 Oh no, go. you did go to Amsterdam though, right? I did yeah. yeah, and then went to Detroit once he changed the name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to Marshall Mathers LP. What was Amsterdam like? Um, smoggy, like because <laughs> of the hazes you're walking yeah. through. Um, but yeah, just to, just to finish the Beats by Dre, and then we can we can touch on that. But yeah, you know, shooting a hundred people in three days. Yeah, with four to I think the longest was 12 minutes I took it with DJ quick because I love DJ quick this yeah. is my guy yeah. yeah you know but it was really like four to six minute bursts of like the highest level talent you know from you know Ro James to um, Melanie Fiona you guys Vashti the locks, locks yeah you, Nigel Sylvester yeah, yeah. gunplay you know like man yeah exactly yeah. you yeah. know and then there were two days around the awards so Caliucci's yeah um, you know just like it was so cool to engage with kind of a new up and coming vibration yeah. from the artist. What, what, what was the percentage right of away, you people know? that you had met and people you hadn't met? I would say, I'd say sixty percent of the people I knew, and and a, a, a big percentage of that that I invited. You know, like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Yep. Come through, like, you know, Warren G, hmm. um, Quick, you know, out on the West Coast, you know. And it was also too around the movie, so I was shooting, you know, Cube's son, um, you know, the lead character that played Dre, um, whose name escapes me right now. I'm sorry, but um, you know, it's just like, I don't know, just like gathering, and somehow, it was it it was it was one of the most important jobs that I've done because I was given the opportunity um, to be a part of the sell-in of why you should come. Mm. Like, Jonathan Mannion is going to shoot you, and that's a big deal to us as Beats by Dre. Yeah. Like, 
anybody else that shoots for Apple is anonymous. Yeah. Right? I know yeah. people that shoot, but they don't get the credit. Right. They right. can't even put it in their books in most cases. Yeah. Right? And that's why Apple pushes in whatever money they do or doesn't push in because they're also Apple. Like, yeah. you know, sure. like, what are you going to... I know I don't really want to do it. Like, yeah. yo, it's still phenomenal to do anything to be a part of that fantastic machine. And, yeah. you know, like I'm honored to have done stuff with them, you know, sort of interviewing Scissor or Stali or Black Eyed Peas or whatever along the way. Like that's they they cherish the fact that I go as deep as you guys go for your podcast because we want the real yeah. information, which yeah. is super exciting. But so anyway, when, when that you, was amazing to well, to do all of that. One more question about it, which mm. is, you know, you, you knew 60%, you didn't know 40%, and that you you only had four minutes or so with yeah. each person. So how tough is it to make a connection with somebody you don't know? Yeah, A game, man. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you bring your A-plus game that day. Yeah. You know, like, look, I, I don't think that there was, um, there weren't too many breaks. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was like for me to change my T-shirt, I was just like sweating through T-shirts. Like, you know, I'd get in there and get after it but you know that's that's where at that time you know 22 23 years of experience (laughs) of getting right to work comes in really handy you know and I, i don't think look i'm sure there's great shooters out there but like i would be hard pressed to think of somebody who could execute at that level with that speed and then have the Times square billboard up for three months with like ad level stuff based on the structure that I had in play, the ability to change how I saw it based on different background and lighting structures and to have a team ready to move just with a nod and a movement and a thing and that shorthand that we built yeah, um, super quickly. Um, you know, you talked about earlier how, how um, your role has sort of now evolved into education now being at the... Mm-hmm. A, a real pillar of, of what you do. And so what do you think young kids out there, because everybody now has a, a phone in their hands. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is something that they, as a, as a whole, have not yet gotten? Or not like correctly doing or whatever. I don't, I don't want to make it sound like judgy, but like what's something that, that you think that they could, could learn from you? Man, uh, like <laughs> deep questions. I don't know. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't know if they have to be willing to learn first. I think everybody believes that they have the answer um, already. And look, it's, it's not, you can't generalize. It would be unfair for me to say kids these days, you know what I mean? You know, but I, I have experienced moments where people want the microwave meal. How fast can I, I don't care how to cook it. I don't care what's in it, man. Just get me to the bag, you know, because like, it looks really easy. I think it's, you know, in some ways, I think Instagram is awful because it just like, it just presents comparison at all times. I fall into it. I compare myself to everybody. And why is this guy on a jet? And I put in 25 years of work. And why am I not on a jet? Do I want to be on a jet? Who do I have to be in that room in what turtleneck and suit combo deal to be at some brunch? And why wasn't I invited? Like, yeah, yeah. yo, I go crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you step back and you're like, okay, no, settle. <laughs> get back to work are you able to be like abadan was when he looked at your stuff you know at your barns and give that type of yeah no 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 for sure for the for the young artists who want that and seek answers that's what it is always right so people don't always they're not always accepting of it they may not want that Mm -hmm. they they don't want to learn 
Yeah, they or they just think they have it down. Like, no, 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 I got this. You know, like, maybe you do. Look, maybe you do. There's people getting incredible opportunities. You know, barely any dues paid. You know what I mean? And again, it's just a different moment. What I love, though, about my journey, and I think people of my generation, and some now that are doing it, in a way that I think is is the way to do it, is they're not skipping steps. Because each step makes you stronger for the next step, right? And and I, I just think that there's a reward in the journey, like in, in the highs and the lows and getting kicked oh, in the dick along the way and losing money and being fucked over by somebody or like excelling and being given some dream job like a Beats by Dre or like the Fader Opportunity where it's like, why do I deserve this? This is like heaven. I just get to do what I do. Like, and they're supportive of me and they're behind me and they believe and they appreciate like, yo, that's the reward, you know, but that's an earned thing I feel. And and I think that the people that are skipping the steps are doing themselves a disservice. So you may, you may look at, um, your reasonable doubt stuff and see, you know, uh, the American West in that. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you look at what some people are doing now and see yourself in their work? You know, I've been told on various occasions by various people, like, we study your shit. Like, we look at, like, you're the blueprint that I pay attention to. And and I, I'd say, thanks, man. <laughs> I think that, you know, I think that that says... That was Tommy, by the way. I didn't, Tommy. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't want to take credit for, like, <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan wasn't looking at Jeff saying... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks. Hashtag go to Moji. Follow me at jeffmoji.com. <laughs> oh, I do have to follow you back. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um... Look, I, I have a, a rhythm of shooting that comes from formal training, you know, from Avedon and paying attention and absorbing all that to Mark Ohm, a Danish photographer, to Stephen Klein, one of the most creative voices still to this day, to Michael Halspan, who, you know, followed the Stones around and did many album covers. And, you know, I was on set with him, Ben Watts, who still is out there shooting all the time, a lot of high energy stuff. You know, like I have put my time in. I have a PhD in my own mind based on the people that I've worked for in photography. You know, so that made me have that calm that that we that we spoke about earlier and the confidence to be able to say, okay, now it's just about the art because I know that like technically you're going to hand it and like automatically I just said it. It's just that rhythm, you know what I mean? Um, and, And I think that that's. Um, I don't know what's what's made it so much richer of a journey for me, you know, and I don't know, I guess like speaking about this new generation, there's definitely people that that want it, that seek the answers, that want to learn, that want the critique, that are willing to, you know, put the ego aside and realize that there's really value in um, in delivering uh, like a critique, like, OK, cool. Hey, look, you know, like you ready? You got thick skin today? Great. This could have been better. Why did you do this? Why did you crop this person here? I mean, they're little things to think about. Like, the light. You know, why didn't you retouch it? Her skin looks awful. Like, do you want a picture looking like that? You know, like, they're little things. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, wow, I didn't really even think about it. Or I was going to do it later. Or, 
Yeah, you I know, was going to okay, download we'll do Facetune, and I was going <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I, I have a really clear perspective. I'm destined to teach, for sure. Right. I'm just avoiding it <laughs> because, like, I really am also destined to shoot. Like, yeah, I really, yeah. that brings me more joy. But I'm definitely adding more days of like, you know, I just went to. Um, University of Michigan at Flint and I taught three classes. Wow. You know, just like a business class, like here's the journey, this is what it is, um, to a photo class, to photographing an artist who then I interviewed on stage and then he performed. Like, wow. You know, it's just like a full day, but you just like give yourself to a moment. Yeah. You just let it go. And Very kind of you to do uh, that at, you know, in enemy territory too for an Ohio Yeah, guy, man. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. But I... Uh, I had a I had one warrior, my best friend in the in the entire world, teaches there, who's also a big you know, That's awesome. Ohio State guy. He's like, <laughs> I'm doing I'm taking away some of the money of Michigan's money yeah. to not go to the football program because <laughs> I've asked for a lot and therefore Ohio is like one yeah. level. We always kick their ass anyway. No, We're there, there it is. We're just better. Yeah, there we. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the we, collective the we. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> we went to go see um, Questlove and Black Thought. Uh, they were speaking with Elliot Wilson live mm, on stage at the, mm. at the Gramercy a couple months ago. Yeah. And something that really resonated to both of us after we left, we talked about someone in the audience had asked, why you know, go and produce television shows? Why do stand-up comedy? Why do uh, films and, and cookie, cookbooks and all this different stuff? And Black Thought's like, I'm an artist. I'm not defined by one little box. Yeah. I have, you know, a true artist has many different disciplines mm -hmm. and I can express myself in many different ways. Mm. We had Trinidad James up here. You directed his music video. You're not just one thing. Mm. Have you expressed yourself in different art forms and do you want to express yourself in different art forms? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, the, the quick answer, yes. Mm -hmm. um, you we know, all know that I, you danced. Like to, yeah, that, yeah there you go. Yeah. I still got that rhythm, man. <laughs> you know, like I've had some injuries, you know, in the last couple of years. I broke both of my legs in the last two years. Did like, you really? One in Colombia. I was shooting a J Balvin video directing uh, Chris Cab, J Balvin. And uh, I landed on a climbing rope. Like I climbed the rope and then dropped and landed on the rope. And oh, like, that's the wrong way to climb. Player. Yeah. And then I shot the video for two days. Like this is like, what are you made of? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. I directed the video after being taped directly on my skin by like a soccer trainer. Football. That is, yeah, football. Fo yeah. Oh, football, yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> football, really. Um, that's the ultimate audible. And my then, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like, yo, you're not going to like leave, are you? Like. Cause it was like hour one of the of a two day video shoot, and I was like, no, 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 I'm with you. Like I didn't know that I had broken my leg. I mean, I, I knew, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I was in pain. Yeah, you. And yet I was like dancing. And yeah. Like, and I walked to the airport. I came back. I went on a date. I walked around the Met, and then I was like, you know what? Be a grown up manian for a change. Wow. Like, maybe go like lean in on that healthcare that you pay for. Wow. And they're like, yeah, you broke it. Um, you can only lean in, in so far because you had a broken foot. <laughs> broken yeah, exactly. Well, one leg. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a balance. <laughs> and then the other one. Um, Wait, the, before uh, we go into the other one, what was that plane ride like? Um, yeah. Um, Did you just like have your know. foot in the aisle? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Up somewhere. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean it was Jay Balvin. Like, oh, I was going to say, yeah. was it private? Yeah. No, I flew. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I've only taken two private flights in Which my were life. what? Ever? Ever. Wow. It's crazy. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like we say it like we've taken any. No, I know. We've taken zero, but yeah. You're Jonathan Mannion. <laughs> no, I feel like I should have taken more. Like I agree. people are flying private all the time. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, uh, Drake, back from Jamaica. That's a good one. Which was my first, um, which is fantastic. That Did they make you sit in the the one that like the seat that goes backwards? backwards? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So was that like awfully weird? No, it wasn't oh. too bad. No, because it's like you're you're. I don't know. It's I backwards. prefer to go <laughs> forward. Yeah, except I prefer, yeah. like, like like a normal even plane. on, even on <laughs> yeah. like trains in the UK, yeah. like Eurostar or whatever. Like I like I need to go forward. Yeah, I have mm-hmm. a little sort of motion thing from yeah. when I was. Oh, you well, know, this is yeah. not that. <laughs> this is yeah. not that. Yeah. It goes like straight up and yeah. And then the second one was this guy named um, Shek Fay, who was a big uh, art guy, um, Nigerian um, dude that was going down to Basel. He's like, "Yo, you want to hitch a ride? Why don't you come down?" He bought a bunch of my prints and. I was like, man, are you kidding me? I'd love to, man. So, I've, yeah. Wow. Flew private down. Um, although I am, I believe, flying private on Monday. Right on. <laughs> to Aspen to... Um, Listen to this guy. I know, yo, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Check this out. Check this out. <laughs> Roger Dubuis, incredible watch company, right? Swiss movement, fantastic. Make everything, like, double tourbillon, like... Two hundred thirty thousand dollar watches. Wow! Like, wait, keep talking about them. Eight. I want, I want them to sponsor us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roger yeah. Dubuis. They might actually. No, but use your, yeah. use your you college need? radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Dubuis. Eighty nine point nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Since eighteen ninety seven, he made the finest watches. Like, catch that side of APR finance. You know all that. Um, no, so they um, they do experiential. Um, experiences <laughs> experiential sort of marketing right so they're flying um we're flying private on monday to drive lamborghinis on the ice what and, and snowmobile and like for three days like just like hey come enjoy this we want you to have a good time and we want you to hang out and like you know we just we love what you do is no that's that's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, pretty I just good. want you to like, but just, they, just take a second fantastic. to like, just listen to what you just said. <laughs> ice yeah, driving Lamborghinis yeah. on ice, private plane. And snowmobiling. Yeah. Fancy watches. Do you get a watch at the end of the day? Oh, yeah. This, I, this I is, have a watch. Oh, this no, is No, I've, I, they gifted me, um, they gifted me. They, Wait, one of their they watches. Gifted they gifted me just give you like a fossil. They are some of the most generous <laughs> people that I've met, right? They, uh, they did an event um, to celebrate Khaled's birthday. And gifted uh, he and Nicole, his wife, these phenomenal watches, bought a piece of mine to give to Khaled. Like, they're really just like quality people in a sea of kind of nonsense and like buffoonery that exists kind of in this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they just kind of cut through it. Like, no, no, no. We just, we're really honored to have you. Like, we love who you are, what you do, and we want to align with the real people of this industry. That's dope. You know? Um, And, And so they've had me somehow they're like yo you're a big deal to us and yeah. i'm like this is amazing uh other mediums though mm. for your art oh yeah back to that yeah oh yeah sorry sure. i was uh I, I ice driving yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, wearing a two hundred thousand yeah. dollar watch a couple minutes ago <laughs> a little daydream you yeah. know in real time but sure we can go back and to your question yeah yeah yeah, Eric. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah great question yeah thank you yeah <laughs> thank you speaking of other art forms <laughs> I sure would like to do collages. Yeah. I love paper mache. Next question. Yeah. Where's my press person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can we move on from that, please? Yeah, he's only got about two more minutes. Just cut that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, oddly enough, yeah, I landed on something that I, I moved into a new studio in Jersey City. I'm at Manic Contemporary, amazing space. And uh, I went in there and just kind of locked the door and just started like cutting up photos of mine. Wow. You know, to land in, I'll show them to you afterwards, but I won't, I won't talk about it too much, but yeah. like, that's exciting to me. Like, oh, that could really, really work. I'm excited, but it just requires so much time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and energy to kind of make these things. You know, what I made very quickly in maybe six or seven hours was a, just like rough structural starting points of like, oh, that could be really dope. That's awesome. You know, so that that's exciting kind of as I move into a new space. Look, I'd like to get back to painting. You know, it's how I started. Yeah. I only took photography one year in school, but I found it was a great way to deal with people, to have an exchange that would mark a moment and never be the same again. You know, I like that marking time in that way. Um, uh, so what yeah, do you like about painting? this studio better than the one that you were in for so long? Um, I like the high ceilings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a 45 minute commute, you know, like out there and then 45 back, you know, I'm still, I'm in Gramercy. And so I like my commute before Yeah, it was cross two streets and then you're there it's easy. Yes. Yeah. on the same block. It was much easier for us too. Yeah. yeah second yeah. and third Ave, <laughs> you know, but, um, but, uh, Look, I like the idea of um, there being an artistic community with a lot of energy around. You know, you do feed off of what people are doing, mm -hmm. even though, you know, like we're not in each other's business. It's not sort of like we keep our door open and people kind of float in to say what's up. And, and Oh, you share the space with somebody? Um, there's about probably 50 artists um, within the space. It's sixth floor. It's an old tobacco factory in Jersey. Wow. And, um, you know... Chantal Martin is out there. Like, there's some really notable people that have just ICP is out there now, Irving Penn Foundation. Wow. You know, there's it's one of the biggest collections of Warhols that exists that you can just go and see and walk around. There's probably man 80 of them, 100 maybe. Um, there's a Ramel Z show. There's wow. like amazing sculpture. It's it's a destination, and and we do these things like these open houses that everybody opens their studios, and you can really see the depth of what's happening in the Very space. Very cool. Um, so, but how's the food around there? Um, it's not fantastic. You know, there's good Indian food. Um, we just got a new Szechuan space. But, Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're all excited about that. Oh, Just Blaze has a place, uh, a ramen place. Just Blaze! In, uh, in Jersey, Jersey City. City. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Do like you that. have to I be... Like make me know about that. Are you, are you like loyal that. to your framing guy? Do you have like one guy or... Is I like, do. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, New Yorker picture frames if we shamelessly <laughs> drop that. Yeah, Maybe yeah, I'll yeah. sponsor Another you. Sponsor. Yeah, there Another sponsor. Yeah. Yo, I've got... We got Beats by Dre. <laughs> yeah. We got Roger Dubuis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't even touched on Moet yet. You know? <laughs> oh my God. The Nectar of the Culture campaign that I'm doing with Moet. <laughs> I have seen partner. that. Like, come on. Yeah. Man. I noticed that you haven't sent any bottles up here. Yeah, no, no, no. Like that's crazy. That's, yeah. I nearly brought a bottle. I only had... I didn't have my bottle. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to give you... The autographed Jonathan Mannion, Nectar Imperial the experience. Rose. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the limited edition the Jonathan The experiential Mannion. experience. Yeah. yeah. The experiential experience. Yeah. Of course. It's all about that. Yeah. I only had a Moet Ice. Ugh. The white uh, bottle. You know, yeah. it's, it's a real trash. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's actually my favorite. Well, it's actually my favorite. Certainly I like reason, it on cubes. I like that cool. Reason so. enough for you to come back. I know? would be honored. I would be honored. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Jonathan, yeah. uh, Where's it's, the speed round? Is there a speed round? Oh, you want a speed to, round? Oh, are sure. Are you trying to like shut yeah. me down? No. Oh, no. We can well, go for like, hours. To be conscious of my speed time. Round. Like, yeah, here we yo, go. Yeah. I'm, I'm your <laughs> no, bitch. I'm in here. We I'm all know here for you, guys. you have nothing else going on today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just have to daydream about uh, driving land. All right. Yeah. Speed round. Okay. Here we go. Buster Rhymes. Bustle boss. <laughs> Aha, aha. <laughs> yeah, this, these aren't my impressions. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's strictly impressions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love Buster Rhymes, man. I've known him since, like, I think the first time I photographed him. Certainly, I know his work, period. Yeah. You know, Leaders of the New School, phenomenal. Um, 
I photographed him in 97 on the Bouncy Killer Junior Reed Change Like the Weather set in maybe Queens, Brooklyn, I can't even remember. But he had an orange dum-dum sucker pop thing, like a little, you know, you get at the doctor's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After you get your teeth cleaned. And uh, <laughs> so maybe he just come back from the dentist. But he had an orange like suit on with the crazy Dr. Seuss hat and like some crazy wild outfit. Man. And I photographed him that day. And, you know, I, I've, I've had an amazing run with Bus. He's one of the most like quality, passionate yeah. um, artists within the game, but like bigger than that human being and, and spirit and soul. Like he really is the real deal. You know, like he's wild and you can catch him on days when he's like amped up and needs something done and he's he's putting that foot on neck pressure yeah and then you can get him and he's just like no we're not done i'm standing here you don't understand like you four cops like wait it's like one oak at 4 30 in the morning yeah like i'm standing with jonathan Mannion, the royal emperor you don't understand yo he chopped my dreads off and then he made a box and i gave it to my mom you don't understand who this is you know who this is yo we're doing shots you know like wild um, but uh puff, man. puff daddy love isn't it where you going oh yeah yeah oh, love yeah. or swag or no he know. changed his name like officially love, love. i'm gonna call him puff yeah because yeah, that's yeah. what i know you yeah. know what i mean it, there was an interesting sort of what like meme like you know diddy or puff or sean combs or whatever like whatever you call him is yeah. when you've known him from yeah yeah you know which is so i just call him puff He's, i call uh, him love <laughs> you know he was part of a really critical <laughs> Um, he's, he, look, he's another one, man. I mean, like, look, without his contributions to culture and the development of it, we would probably not be as far along as we are, because I think he sharpened a lot of people, um, to make sure that their games were tight, which then increased the quality of the products that were going out there. Um, yo, he is, he's another one with that energy, man. I mean, he's like, he will go down as, you know, w- one of the absolute greats, brilliant businessman and, and, the way that he can get behind, you know, things that he wants to happen, like the whole Revolt Conference that he did with AT&T, another sponsor for you there guys. You go. Thank, Thank you. There you go. So Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. AT&T, Roger Dubuis, yeah. Moet. You know, what else do we have? Beats by Dre. Beats by Dre, the Framing Company. The Framing yep. Company. The Indian place in Jersey City. The Indian yeah, places, yeah. Uh, Just Blazes. Uh, yeah, Ramen. Ramen, Ramen, Ramen yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> a lot of sponsorship money coming in. It's all for this much. episode, too. It's I mean, crazy. How are we going to divvy it up? I mean, no. do we give him like a quarter? I mean, is this a quarter because we're all in the room? Or is yeah. it like... I think third, so. Third, so. Third, and then yeah. we just so probably oh, right. you want to you want to cut out Tommy? That seems yeah. nice. Yeah. After yeah, Tommy I mean, was cool. like, I, mean, I look up to you. Right yeah. 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 yeah, 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 whatever. Dude. You know, yeah. whatever. Cold, cold world, man. You, know? <laughs> you get my knowledge. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, what about Outcast? Oh man, we just did a huge mural, in, which uh, which we in saw. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. that thing behind Wish, another company. There you go, another company. Shout to everyone at Wish. Um. That was special, man. Uh, look, probably two of my favorite sessions of all time, you know, because of who they are, how they engage. I mean, big up all like even all of Atlanta. You know, I don't know whether Atlanta can sponsor, something, <laughs> but maybe we can get the mayor involved. Or yeah, 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 Keisha Bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic! That's right. She's in. Um, yeah, they're just they're so they are in my mind, responsible for pushing the borders out to allow people to have unique voices that they didn't think that they could celebrate to be celebrated. You know, like Dre and coming out in like 
wearing like drapery pants and a mounted police hat and like a marching band uniform. It's just like, oh, we can wear anything now. Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, that's our guy and he's brilliant and like, yo, we can do this. But um, yeah, I've, I, uh, I love who they are and what they do musically. Like it's just, I, I feel like they're the North star of what artists should, should be. In For a lot sure. Of ways. Um, what about June Ambrose? I love June, man. I just saw her in Atlanta, oddly enough. Um, she's pure energy, man, and, and her contribution. Look, I, I love her because I think now, um, and in recent, maybe the last five years or so, you know, there has been a shift of like, well, how did all of those huge artists like Busta Rhymes, Missy Elliott, or whatever, establish their look? You know, it's it's also Hype Williams, it's also Little X, it's me, it's Danny Clinch, it's Estevan out west. It's you know, like the the people just out of that bright hot spotlight yeah. are holding these artists high. And I think now putting the light on some of those uh contributions I think is really critical. But yeah. Man, she's she's uh she's a very grand I've known her forever, you know. Um, she's and, also uh, way hilarious. Oh, she's the best. Yeah, man. she is like yeah, a one of one. <laughs> like yeah, um, Nelly. Yeah, yo, I. It's funny Nelly doesn't get the love that I really feel like he no deserves in some yeah. ways. This year he's doing all the festivals. I think. Yeah, I think he's back for the the. Whatever. But he deserves to do that. Like I, know. I mean, he is like a fire starter, party, you know, pumper man. Like for his sure. tunes. Yeah. Look, and I think it's a great moment, man. I, like, I look at, you know, even Marshall Mathers LP turn like, the 20-year anniversary is yeah. this year in May. You know, it's like there's a lot of 15- and 20-year anniversaries of projects that we all love. We, the people that have, like, grown through and with um, this industry. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, it's yeah, funny. Nelly's, oh, yeah. Nelly's a... Yeah, he's... he's in recent, like he's he's just like calm. I don't know. Like I just see him as this like, I know who I am, and I'm I'm over here, and I'm I'm doing my thing. Like for me, I was honored to have established all of his first yeah. set of visuals, you yeah. know. And and I don't think even St. Louis gets enough love right. for their contribution. What the Lunatics did, you know. Yeah. Well, how did you get brought on to do Nelly? Um, through Kuda Love, actually. Mm. Kuda, who managed Mace, Mace yeah. um, was like, yo, you know, we got this kid out of St. Louis, man. It's going to be fire once you come listen to something in studio um, and listen to, you know, I think it's EI or one of the tunes. And I was like, what the, what is this, man? You know, like in some way, the vibration was just like totally different than probably I was listening to like jay-z or kane you know what i mean whatever yeah, yeah. my little zone was of what i loved <laughs> probably new york and biggie and Nas yeah, and whatever yeah. you know i was like oh man i gotta see this move I, I find that one of the biggest rewards for me has been to go spend time in the cities to see the people respond to the music face to face in real time in clubs in strip clubs in you know recording studios or whatever and you see how amped people get in Atlanta, in Memphis, in Florida, in Houston, like, you know, yeah, yo, it's like, it's wild. St. Louis was one of those places, man. Like you had to see it. Um, actually I dated a woman from St. Louis for many years because I, I was going back and forth so often. Wow. Yeah. And just sort of was like, Huh, I could get down with St. Louis and got a place in St. Louis. Like how about our friends at Dreamville? Oh, man, I, I received such a gift, man. Talk about be, good energy, you know, 
to be present for the revenge sessions that they just did, man, I have not seen or felt energy like that in years and years and years. I'd say at least like 10 or 15 years. I mean, when I went, um, I went to show um, Cole a set of visuals to say, look, here's what I want to do um, sort of within this space if you'll give me access to it because there was no photography allowed. Right. It was only, uh, I think, what, Anthony Supreme who was in and maybe one other person. Um, uh, but, you know, I went in, I was like, look, this is kind of what I want to make, so if we can do a shot here, that would be awesome. Um, and then we have the XXL cover that I was doing for them. So I was like, we'll spend the whole day, we'll do some portraits, and, look, I'll give you guys access to it if it's beneficial. So, like, I really, you know, XXL and magazine budgets are no longer what they used to be. Right. And I did it because I didn't have a picture of Cole. Wow. You know, and I've I've wanted to work with him for so long. And this was sort of like, you know, you take one because you believe in what you're doing. And, yeah. you know, the reward of me pushing in all of my energy and time and working, you know, look, sometimes you do it for free. You do it because you love it, you know, and this this was one of those days. And I know I'm not allowed to <laughs> speak about working for free, but I did that one for free. Yeah. Because yeah. I needed a picture of Cole to be able to have the fullness of the story that I want to tell you through my book. Super dope. You know? Um, Is there anybody that you still have not yet worked with? Um, yeah. I mean, I say it all the time, but Sade is like my mm. number one. Um, and, and I don't know. You know what? What's I say crazy it, is, but I don't. She listens to this podcast. And so big, I think. Sade. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> if <yeah>. you're listening. <laughs> hi. Yeah. Hi. Um, hi. Jonathan here. Um, <laughs> she loves the AKAs. Every single time she's just yeah, like, she's oh my like, God. That's my AKA Murder Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> AKA Filet Mignon. <laughs> AKA. <laughs> Um, yeah, Sade's big. Um, Rihanna, I'd love to shoot. Mm. Um, I think that that would be uh, an, an incredible time. You know, yeah. just like seeing the imagery. Like, if could you do a Fenty campaign? I would. I would be honored to. No, I mean, like, could you be the that's... subject of? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me in it? Of course. I mean, look at me, man. Again, the chisel feature. Yeah, you like... get the highlighter on. You know? Yeah, yeah. Look a hot mess, man. Um, but her, you know, <laughs> if you take a a bad picture of her, I think you should probably reconsider your yeah. craft. Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. just seems like just like effortless. She just turns it on and it's on. Yeah. Um, I'd like to spend some time. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it sounds creepy. I'd like to spend some yeah. time with you, Rihanna. If you listen, <laughs> you and Sade. Listen, it didn't work for Royce, but I imagine it'll work for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, so. Jonathan, it is, it's always awesome to talk with you. It's always yeah, great pleasure. to see you. Um, and Likewise. just like uh, your parents and us with your photograph, uh, you've left it all <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> and, and we, we just wrapped it up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is part one That's of the right. two-part podcast. That's, That's right. Once yeah. I bring the champagne, we're drinking Here the we champagne. Here we go. <laughs> and then we can really get into the juice, man. People want to know the, you know, the behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. The darkness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where I take my long walks at night, <laughs> listening to the Pastor. Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of A Waste Time with It's the Real. Jeff, people want to find out more about us. I'm Eric. You're Jeff. Together, we are It's the Real. No apostrophe, no spaces. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called A Waste of Time with It's the Real. If people want to find out more 
about what's going on with us, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com. We've got a bunch of stuff on our website, including our newsletter. Go sign up for that. You can also find our merch on itsthereal.com slash shop. We also have all of our podcasts. All of our episodes are on all streaming platforms that you can find. Whatever you're listening to it on right now, that's where it is. I'm talking about Spotify, CastBox, Acast, Overcast, Apple, Google Play, YouTube. People ask if it's on Pandora. It's on Pandora. I think SoundCloud is still a thing. Audio Map. We got an audience there. Who knew? Who knew? Didn't know. Also, you can find us on all social media platforms, especially Twitter at It's The Real and Instagram at It's The Real. Jeff, now is the time where we like to shout people out. And I know I promised people that if they commented on our YouTube page and left nice comments to counterbalance the dumb comments on our Joe Budden video, I would shout them out. But instead, I want to shout out to all you guys who are listening today because you made it here today and hopefully we'll make it to next week. Love to you all. As always, Jeff, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys next week. Right.